0: Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Would you open your Bibles to uh, two places, to Romans chapter 10 and, and Psalm chapter 1. Romans chapter 10 and Psalm chapter 1 this is our fifth teaching the very first teaching was called faith is required hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says without faith it's impossible to please god in other words god's not just looking for our prayers but he's looking for faith in our prayers he's looking for us to put our confidence and our trust and our hope in him uh the second teaching we we did was called where faith is found And do any of you remember where faith is found according to Romans chapter 10, verse 8? The Bible says faith is near you. It's in your, where? In your mouth and in your, faith is in your mouth and your heart. So if you're looking for someone who has faith, it's someone who's speaking God's word and it's someone who is believing God's word. And then number three, we talked about how to grow in faith that in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says that God's dealt to each one a measure of faith. In other words, all of us have faith. How many in here have faith? We all have faith, right? But it's up to you and I to grow the faith that we have. Uh, it would be like you know, saying, well, I wasn't born with muscles. I, mean, I know that you probably weren't you know, gifted with the muscles that I have. I'm kidding. Uh, everyone, you see a bodybuilder that was born with muscles, his muscles probably looked like your muscles at some point, right? Maybe now but he just kept working and building those things. God's dealt to each one of us, he's given each one of us a measure of faith, but it's up to us to do something with our faith. And so we talked about how to grow our faith. These are all on podcast, by the way. If you, uh, if you haven't heard these, you can go back and listen to these. And then uh, the last teaching I did was called Speak the Word. And we talked about Joshua, both Joshua and Jesus. The, God told both of them not to speak their own words or speak their opinions, but to speak what God's Word said. And we said if Joshua had to only speak what God's word said, and if Jesus was limited to only speak what God said, then I think you and I, if we want to get some results, then we have to speak God's word uh, as well. And we talked about that there is a confession of faith and a confession unto faith. A confession of faith is we believe God's word and we're speaking to the situation, whether it be to it or to God about the situation, with full faith in our hearts, but most of the time, that's not where we land, and that's what I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about this morning about, uh, and I want to start, you can uh, keep your Bibles open to Romans chapter 10 and Psalm 1, but there was a man in the book of Mark, chapter 9, and this man had a real problem, a real issue Like some of us, you know, may go through different things, but this man had something and he had this son and the son was, had a mute spirit. What is a mute spirit? Well, it was a spirit that overtook him. He couldn't speak, but it would often take him and he would convulse from the mouth. He would foam from the mouth and it would throw him into the fire. This spirit would throw him into the water and the man was afraid and they brought The baby, they brought the boy, not the baby, they brought the boy to the disciples, and the disciples said, we don't know what to do with that guy. Let's go find Jesus, because he's the one who does the miracles. And here's where we find the story. It says here in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said to him, he said, Lord, would you help my son? My son has some issues. See, that's where we are sometimes. We have some issues. Jesus, help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, notice, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Jesus didn't just say, I'm gonna pray for you. No, Jesus wanted him to get something on the inside of him working. See, because it's not just about, it's like a touchdown, it's not just about the throw. God can throw miracles at you, but if we're not in a position to catch them, then we can't receive from God. And I think that so much of the time, what we'll do is, if something doesn't work out in our lives, we just say, well, God didn't throw me, God didn't want it to happen. No, I believe that more often than not, God's will is that he wants to give you the supernatural but if we're not in a position to receive those things then we won't receive them and and I think sometimes we don't receive them and then we chalk them up to well I guess God didn't want it to happen no Sometimes it's we're not in a position to receive those things. Can somebody say amen about that? I'm not amen like let it be, but I mean amen like I admit that that happens sometimes. I'm not in a position to receive, okay? So that's what happened. This man came and said, Jesus, the disciples couldn't get this stuff done. And he didn't, he didn't say, well, it must not be God's will. Because, you know, I told them that they could pray. No, he said, oh, how must, how long am I going to be with you guys? And he looked at the Father and he said, if you can believe... All things are possible to him who believes. And then the response of this man is what I want us to see. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and he said with tears, listen, he's sincere, he's passionate about it, Lord, I believe. <laughs> help my unbelief. Isn't that where we are most of the time? <laughs> you find yourself, I'm a believer. I believe that God can do this. I'm, I'm strong in faith. What about your situation? Oh, help my unbelief, Lord. That's what we're talking about today is what what to do when faith, when your faith is weak. What to do when your faith seems weak in your life. You may say, well, my faith's strong. In what area? Because our faith doesn't just work in one area of our lives. It works in different areas of our lives. The Bible says in... uh, this is where we find ourselves the bible says in romans chapter 10 and verse 17 and i'd like for us to say this all together would you look at your screens romans chapter 10 and verse 17 it says this so then let's say it together so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god now to each one of us was given a measure of faith we have faith but notice he also says faith comes well if if faith comes i thought we already had faith we don't need faith well What it's talking about is we all have a measure of faith, but the growing of faith or the development of our faith comes through hearing the word of God. We all have legs, we all have arms, we all have fingers, we all have ears, we all have have eyes uh, in this room, but those kinds of our muscles and things in our physical lives can develop as we put them, as we exercise them and put them to use. The same thing spiritually, we need to exercise them and put them to use. So what I want to do today, we don't need to pray for more faith. If you feel like you don't have faith in an area, you don't need to pray for more faith. God, give me faith. You already have faith. But it's what you need to do and what I need to do to develop our faith to get to the next level. Do we all see that this morning? So I'm gonna give you five things to do when your faith seems weak. Are you ready for them? Five things to do when your faith seems weak. Number one, identify where your faith is weak. Number one, identify where your faith is weak. Because I'm not just talking about a general faith, like what faith are you? Well, you know, I'm a Christian or I believe in Jesus. No, identify in what areas are, is your faith weak. Like for instance, if I asked you, are you saved? Are you a believer? And most people in here would say yes. How do you know? Because Jesus died on the cross. Why are you confident about that? For two reasons. One is you hear about it almost every single time you go to church and faith comes by hearing. So you're strong in that area. And second of all, because Romans chapter 8 says that the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. And so because of those two things, we're strong in that area. But if I say this morning that you're dealing with some type of sickness, and I say this morning, do you know the Bible says by your stripes, by his stripes, you are healed? In fact, it says you were healed. And you go, well, do you have faith about that? I don't know. I'm a little shaky about that. Well, that's where you need to develop. Someone else might say, you know, I really, I really know that I, I want a promotion on my job, or I want, I want to go to the next level with my career and what I'm doing. And I say, do you know that God can help you with that? Well, I believe. I'm strong that God can help you with that. Do you know that God will help you with that? Well, that's where I'm a little bit weak. Well, that's the area that needs to be developed. See, just because you're strong in one area of faith doesn't mean that other areas in your life don't need to be developed. And again, our faith is not, we don't have faith in faith. We don't have faith in us. We have faith in the word of God. We have faith in God himself. Can someone say yes, amen? Okay, so identify the area where you're weak. Is it forgiveness? Do you doubt that God's forgiven you from all of your sins? When you come in here to worship God or when you get up to pray, do you have this guilt over you that God remembers half of your sins? If you do, if you don't see yourself as righteous and coming right into Father God's presence, then you need to grow in, in faith that God's forgiven you from all of your sins. Do you need to grow in faith for healing, grow in faith for finances, for Maybe for a spouse, someone in here, maybe believing in God for a spouse and you just stopped because you said, well, it hasn't happened or I don't really know what it is. Well, maybe you need to develop and find out what God's saying about that. So number one is identify where your faith is weak. Galatians chapter six, verse seven says, whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. You can be strong in faith in one area and weak in another. Um, it would be like a farmer, if you're a farmer, you go out to plant seed and you want some tomatoes, what kind, of, what kind of seeds are you gonna plant? Tomato seeds. You want some corn, what are you gonna plant? Corn, right? You don't plant corn and then be all frustrated that tomatoes haven't grown. And that's sometimes what happens. We plant things inside of us and we're like, why isn't this area developed? Well, you, you have to plant whatever you're, you're wanting in your life. If, if you're in fear, I know, I know there was a time in my life, I remember that we had our, um, he was probably about four years old, uh, our third son, and, uh, and I remember at night he was dealing with some sleep apnea where, you know, you would listen to him and he was ho- almost holding his breath. <gasps> and he would hold his breath for, and I would wait one, two, three, you know, he, maybe sometimes 10 seconds he would hold his breath and then he would go, <sighs> and he would hold his breath. And I remember going in there as a parent and listening to him and just thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to stay in here with him because I don't know, is he going to keep breathing? Any parents, you know what I mean, you've maybe dealt with your children with with things like that. And I remember going in, leaving his room, walking and laying back down in our room, and having fear that I wasn't sure if he was going to be okay. And so what do I need to do? There's some, uh, I appreciate the worship music, there's some worship music going on through here. But um, I'm going to start singing it. <laughs> um, but there was some fear that was going on inside of me, and I would lay in bed and I'm trying to rest and go to sleep, but yet my my mind is wondering, is Jake breathing and is he everything okay? So I would get up and run back in there, you know. And sometimes you get up and think, Is that the Lord telling me to run in there? You know what I is the Lord trying to and so you get in, you get in there, and you know what I realized after a few times? It was fear. It was fear. And I remember kneeling down next to his bed four or five years old and there was an awareness inside of me i was so tired because i hadn't gotten good gotten you know good night sleeps sleep for a little while and there was an awareness in me there's nothing i can do as a parent to keep his lungs breathing there's nothing i have in in and of myself to keep him breathing god is the one who breathed into us the breath of life and he's the one who sustains our breath and what i did was i pulled out some scriptures and I begin to, in the middle of the night, begin to meditate some scriptures in the Word. And one of the ones was, I'll lie down and sleep, and my sleep will be sweet. And I just begin to rest, uh, rest in that. And, and another one was in Psalm 127 where it says, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. In other words, there's nothing I can do to make his lungs breathe. So I begin to meditate these scriptures until, you know what happened? I began to just rest and sleep. It wasn't a carelessness on my part that I didn't care about him. No, I went in and I checked on him regularly. I prayed for him. We took him to the doctor. Eventually we got the problem solved and figured out what it was and everything you know, everything was fine. But can I tell you, he's alive and well. He's doing well. I slept well. But it wasn't just something where I just put it out to God. It was something that I had to get my own self in a position of faith. You know why? Here's one of the ways you know that you're in faith. Rest. I don't just mean sleep at night i mean rest in your soul if inside your prayers are more anxious than they are resting in the lord then you're not in faith yet but resting in the lord letting the word of god come on the inside and settle to where you can go and i can just rely on the lord i remember another time where concerning sleep too while i'm at a that I would lay down and my mind's working and going and moving and moving and moving and moving and going and going and going. And I had a lot of projects and a lot of things going on that I was overseeing and in charge of. And I remember thinking, I don't know how to calm down my mind and get myself to rest. In in fact, if I feel like if I stop, like I'm not gonna get everything done that I need to get done. Anybody ever experienced that before? Yeah. So I remember laying down at night and and not knowing what to do, and I prayed about it, but i prayed about it, but inside I didn't have any confidence that God was going to answer it. And I didn't go to sleep. That's really the reality of it. But I had to, again, go down and take two or three scriptures and meditate them, and meditate them, and meditate them, and say them. What is meditate? Meditate is, is pondering and speaking those scriptures. So night after night after night after night after night, I would lay down and I would have two or three scriptures. One is, In Psalm, I believe it's chapter 2, it says, I will lie down in peace and sleep. There was two things. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So there was two things. It wasn't just going to sleep, it was peace. I will lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So I would close my eyes, I would lay there in bed, and I would say, Lord, I'm going to lie down, and I'm going to be in peace. My house is in peace, and I'm going to sleep by faith. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Another was that Psalm 127 that says, unless the Lord builds the house, Lord, all the projects that are on my mind right now, unless you take care of them, they're not going to get taken care of. Unless you guard the city. Did someone knock on the door? Was that someone trying to get in my house? Lord, unless you guard the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. What happened was those scriptures became reality in my heart. Fear wasn't reality in my heart. The scriptures became reality in my heart. And what happens? Well, ever since then, every once in a while, the enemy will try to sneak that back into me. But can I tell you, when it comes to rest and when it comes to sleep, my heart's in faith. Why? Because I meditated the, the word of God hundreds of times until I settled that inside of my, uh, my heart. So identify where your faith is weak. The harvest you have right now, is really a result of what you've already planted. I just told you about rest inside of me. The harvest you have right now is a result of what you've already planted. God's word is the seed planted into the heart, which is the soil, and whatever harvest you need, make sure to plant that. But we can be strong in one area and weak in another area. (laughs) You ever seen those bodybuilders where they're, they're, I had a a good friend who'd lift and lift and lift his upper body, but he always wore pants. (laughs) Because I remember one, one, you know, I wonder, why are you always wearing pants? Why are you always wearing pants? And then one day he wore shorts. (laughs) And I knew why he always wore pants. (laughs) Because his legs were about this big. And the rest of his body was all buff, you know. He spent all of his time on his upper body. And you know, sometimes that's what we do in our lives. We spend all of our time in one area meditating the word. But go to areas where your faith seems weak and begin to find uh, and meditate the word in those areas. Can I tell you also, be honest with yourself. It really doesn't matter that you pretend or hide in an area. Can I tell you if I'm weak in an area, just say you're weak. Say you're weak and work on those areas and build yourself up in those. What do I really believe about those areas? Number two, be sure what God's word says about your situation. Be sure that you know what God's word says about your situation. Find two to three scriptures. Why two to three scriptures? Well, it says in Matthew chapter 18, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. So I like to say, if I, I don't want to just pull some scripture out of the word that doesn't really mean that, but I want to find two or three different places so that my heart can be settled that that's really what God means. So Psalm chapter one, would you look on your, on your sheets or on your Bibles or on the screens and look at Psalm chapter one and verse one. Be sure what God's word says about the situation. Listen, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. What is he saying? He's saying you get joy when you're not listening to the opinions of everybody else. But what happens? When we hit an area of our lives that we're weak in, a lot of times what we want to do is share it, social media, share it, over the phone. Share it. What are you going through? Oh, I'm just going through all this kind of stuff. Can I tell you, as much as you may feel like it helps you sort of like a counselor or emotions, that doesn't always help you just to share all your weaknesses or to find or to find the opinions of what do you think I ought to do? What do you think I ought to do? Because if you ask five people, how many opinions are you going to get? Five different opinions. But the only opinion that really matters is what God says. He says, but they delight, verse 2, in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night, finding out what God says. Listen to this. They, the people who meditate on the law of the Lord, they are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. The fruit you need this season may not be the fruit that you bore last season. This next season that you're in, you might need some different fruit that you're bearing. So what do you need to do? You need to stay, keep your mouth and your heart in the word of God, and it guarantees that the next season you enter into, you'll have the fruit that you need. You'll bear the fruit that you need. And he says, because you're planted by the water banks here. It says, their leaves never wither. What does that mean? It means it's not hit and miss. You don't get worn out. It didn't work last time, but it's not going to work this time. No, your leaves don't wither. It means every time someone looks at you, they think, why does it always seem to work for you? Well, because my heart and my mouth and my eyes and my ears are planted in the word of God. And what God says, bearing fruit each season, their leaves do not wither. Listen, and they prosper in all they do. Who prospers? The person who doesn't listen to the opinions of all these people, their friends. What Google says about it, what this says about it, what this says about it. No, but they come and their delight is in the law of the Lord. In other words, the thing they find joy in is going back and saying, God, what did you say about this? And taking those scriptures and letting those scriptures become alive inside of them to where the word of God becomes reality inside of you. So be sure what God's word says about your situation, not what others think about it, feelings, experience. God's word in your mouth, ears, eyes, and heart. Number three, meditate on those scriptures. Meditate on those scriptures day and night until they come alive in your heart. Meditate on those scriptures until they become reality. They become alive in your heart and become, until they become more real than your situation is. Isn't that what he told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8? He said, Joshua, you're about to take on and go to another land that your mentor or that your leader who did all these signs and wonders and delivered the children of Israel, he couldn't get them into the next land. Joshua, why don't you give it a try? Joshua, I can imagine what he's thinking. Oh man, all these people want Moses back and Moses couldn't get the job done. What am I gonna do? And God said, be strong and courageous. I think he told him six times. Be strong and very courageous. But then he didn't just say, be strong and courageous. No, he said, take the word of God and don't let it come out of you. Don't let it depart from your mouth. What does that mean? Don't say anything else than what God's word says. Don't say, see, because I think what we'll do is we'll say God's word and mix it with other things. I'll say what God said, but I'll also say what Sally said. And I'll also say what I think. And I'll also say what research says. And I'll also say what what happened last time. But what does the Bible say? A double-minded man is what? What is a double-minded man? It's a man who has two minds. I have the mind of the Lord and I have the mind of myself. Sometimes we're not only double-minded, we're triple-minded, quadruple-minded, and we wonder why it doesn't work. So what did he tell Joshua? He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you'll meditate in it day and night that you may, what's the word? Observe. What does observe mean? You may see. When you meditate God's word, you see something different. The eyes of your heart, the ears of your heart hear different things than everybody else is hearing. How do you expect your neighbor to see what you see? How do you expect your neighbor to hear what you hear? You might think, nobody else sees it but me. Well, they may not be going through it. But we need to go back and say, God, how do you see it? So meditate on those scriptures that apply. Um, remember Romans 10, 17. Faith comes. It means faith grows. Faith grows where? Faith grows in our hearts. The word is not near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. Let me tell you this. And, and listen, this is, a, this is a big thing. It's little, but it's big. Faith is not necessarily trying to grow in your mind. Sometimes we want to meditate the word until our mind understands it. A lot of things from God, your mind will never catch up. That's why some smart people, if you're really, really smart, sometimes you have a harder time with those things because your mind, like Thomas, right? Well, I'll believe as soon as I can see it, as soon as I can catch it, as soon as I can understand it. And Jesus said, well, you know, okay. He said, but blessed are those who believe and don't see right? You, know what, you catch that? So meditate on the scriptures until, uh, so that faith can grow in your heart. Not mental faith, faith but heart faith. One believe uh, Romans 10.10 10 says, for with the heart one believes. It's not the mind. With the heart one believes. Also, another reason why it's important for us to understand that our heart catches it is because in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14, it says the natural man cannot receive things of the Spirit of God. It means that God is trying to show you things in his word and if you're waiting for your natural man to catch it before you receive it, then you're always going to be behind because your natural man can't even understand some of the things of the spirit of God. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 18, you may have never seen this before, but I want to read this to you. Uh, who was 2 Peter written by? was written by Peter. And who was Peter? Peter was the guy who walked with Jesus, right? He was the fisherman who walked with Jesus. And Peter says here in uh, 2 Peter 1.18, he says, And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. What he's saying was, he says, I want to tell you all, church, something. See, this was written to the church. He said, I want to tell you all, church, something. He said, Me, Peter, I saw Jesus with my eyes. He says, and I was up on the holy mountain when I heard God's voice say, this is my beloved son, whom i will please.' I heard him with my ears. This is what he's saying. He said, I'm, I'm Peter. I'm that Peter. And he said, listen, he said, we heard him, his voice come from heaven and we heard him on the holy mountain. Listen, and so we have the prophetic word. What is that? It's the word of God that we have. We have the prophetic word confirmed. You know what the, the confirm means? It means to be made sure. It means to be uh, steadfast. In the New Living Translation, it says, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. Amplified says, and we have the prophetic word made firmer still. What was Peter saying? He was saying, I walked with Jesus, I was eyewitnesses, I heard the voice from heaven, but the written word is even more firm than what I saw with my physical eyes and heard with my physical ears. See, I think sometimes we're trying to get an extra voice from heaven, an extra word from somebody else, an extra dream, an extra thing. All of those things are awesome. They're great. They're supernatural. But they should all confirm the word of God. Can I tell you? If you never in your life had a prophetic dream, if you never in your life had another prophetic word, you have a more sure word sitting in your lap right here that will tell you what God's will is for your life. Now, here's what I've noticed. The more that I get this word into my heart, the more that those other things, I understand what they mean when when they come because I can listen to those and I can go, oh, that's what it says here, and that's what it says here, and that's what it says here, right? But we start with this word. What is Peter saying again? I was an eyewitness. I was an ear witness. He says, but we have a more sure word, a prophetic word that's sitting right here that we can depend upon. And then he goes on and he says what to do with it. Listen to this. He says, which you do well to heed. Heed what? The word of God. You do well to heed, listen, as a light that shines in a dark place until... The day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. What is he saying? He's saying you take the word of God, you put it inside of your heart, and you meditate on it until what? Until the morning star rises in your heart. Until you begin to see the word of God the way that God sees the word of God. But sometimes you hear from people say, I tried to read that, but I don't really understand it. Well, you don't understand it because you're trying to understand it with your mind. But if you'd open up your heart and get God's word inside of your heart and meditate on the word of God inside of your heart, you'd begin to understand it a lot more. He says, which you do well to heed is a light that shines in a dark place. When you put God's word in your heart, it may be dim at first. But just like the sun rises, God's word will rise inside of your heart. What's the practical of this? The practical is this. Write down scripture promises. Write them down on like a note card. Write them down in your phone. Write them down in different places. I have them sitting in the office where I work. I have scriptures that are written up on the wall. I have scriptures on my phone. I have scriptures in different places. Why? Because I want to remember what God said more than I notice every, what everyone else says or notices. Especially about those things that I really need to catch what the Lord's saying in my life. Just like medicine, you know, when you go to the doctor, you may... Uh, have some headache or have something and all of a sudden all these things come to your mind and you're thinking, what could that be? Could that be, you know, could that be a disease? Could that be something bigger than just a headache? Could that be, and you get all these things and then you go, I gotta go to the doctor. Anybody, you know what I mean? You, you go and you finally get an appointment. You get into the doctor and you go, doctor, I have this headache. And, it's, and he asks you a few questions and this and that. And he says, oh, all that is is it's some sinus. Here, if you'll take this, gives you some medicine. If you'll take this, take it three times a day, you're gonna be better. When do you start feeling better? Immediately. Not even you didn't even not even waiting for the medicine. You feel better because the doctor told you you're gonna start feeling better from this moment on. You're relieved. Do you know what I mean? You don't you don't wait till you get the prescription. You automatically go, Oh, I'm glad it wasn't something else. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad it wasn't this or I'm glad it wasn't that. I'm just glad why? Because the doctor told me to go take this, and if I'll take it three times a day, I expect that I'm gonna start getting better. Can I tell you, if we'll take God's word like medicine? Right away, you may not be completely cured within five minutes, but you can be assured that God's word works better than medicine. God's word will, will you, and you can take it and just, see, I'll, I'll do that and I'll take it three times a day. I'll usually take a scripture and if I'm dealing with something, I'll take it three times a day, just like medicine. And I say, okay, when I get up in the morning, I'm gonna say that a couple of different times until it becomes alive. Does it, is it alive in me? Nope. It feels like it's dead in me. And then at lunchtime, I'm going to pull those scriptures out again, say those scriptures. Sometimes it's two or three days, and all of a sudden, what happens? The morning star starts rising inside of my heart. I start seeing things, what? Wh- which way? The way that God sees them on the inside. Then I can start praying. See, sometimes we think, well, all I got to do is pray more, get more people to pray. I get it. I understand. I'll do the same thing. Oh, hey, would you pray? Would you pray? Would you pray? Would you pray? But can I tell you what Jesus said to the man? If you can believe... See, God wants our faith to be in a position to catch supernatural things. I'm not just talking about healing either. I'm talking about anything that's supernatural in your life. You have to catch it by faith in your life. Let me just close with this. Forgiveness of sins, Psalm 103, says this. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget how good he is to me. He forgives all of my sins and heals all of my diseases. He forgives all of my sins and heals all. So here's how I would meditate that. I would take the word. I would say Psalm 103 says, he forgives all of my sins. He heals all of my diseases. So I would say, Lord, I thank you that you forgive all of my sins. I like to walk. You say, why do you like to walk? Not because there's magic in it, cause maybe because I don't fall asleep, you know. Forgives all of my sins. If I have a guilt, you know, if I was dealing with this, and I remember years and years and years ago, I just couldn't even fathom that the Lord would forgive me. So I would say, God, you forgive all of my sins. Bless the Lord. You forgive all of my sins. You forgive all of my sins. Thank you, Lord. First, uh, John 1, 9 says, If I confess my sins, you're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, that you cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. According to 2 Corinthians 5, thank you, Lord, that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven from all of my sins. Thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven from all of my sins. You say, why do you keep saying it? Because I don't believe it yet. What are you brainwashing yourself? Exactly. My my brain needs to be washed. But most of all I'm heartwashing myself. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. God's forgiven all of my sins. He's taken he's taken all of my sins on the cross. All of my sins have been forgiven me. All of my and I put my mind right there. All of my sins have been forgiven me. I'm cleansed from all of my sins. All unrighteousness is forgiven. I'm righteous in the Lord. I'm righteous in the Lord. What happens? If I keep meditating that hour after hour, day after day, minute after minute, what happens on the inside? <laughs> I believe it. And what happens if I believe it? If I believe it, then I'm in a position to receive the supernatural. I'm in a position to receive. It's not just praying more. It's meditating God's word until God's word becomes reality. Healing. Healing, bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all of His benefits, who forgives all my sins. Listen, He heals all my diseases. He heals all of my diseases. That means, well, does that even mean a common cold? Everything. He heals all of my diseases. He heals all of my diseases. All of my diseases are healed. First Peter two twenty four. Whom with His own body, uh, in His own body on a tree, He said He took on on my sins that we being dead to sin might live into righteousness. By whose stripes I'm healed. By whose stripes I'm healed. I'm healed. I was healed first Peter 2:24. And if I was healed then I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I'm healed. My body is healed. You might say, "Well, what is this? Mind over matter?" No, it's word. It's word over whatever I'm dealing with. It's word over what I'm dealing with. Are you denying that you have sickness? Isn't that just kind of weird? No. I'm not denying I'm, I have sickness I'm denying that sickness has the ability to stay in my body. I'm denying that that sickness can continue to exist. I'm denying that sin can continue to, to exist in my body that guilt can continue to exist in my body. And what do you do? You find the areas in your life where you've been defeated. You find the areas in your life where Satan's beat you up and you don't even want to pray about it anymore because you feel defeated. And you go back to God's word on it. You meditate day and night. Act as if, or or, uh, meditate the word day and night. Number four is ask God in faith with no doubting. And number five is act as if um, it's done. Act as if it's done and God's word is true. Well, God's word is true, right? Yes. Act as if. That happens, and we can talk more about that, but we're not gonna do it right now. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes right now where you are? I want you to ask the Lord, right where you are, I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, what is it in my life that I've been defeated about? What is it in my life that that when I pray, there's not <laughs> there's not confidence on the inside that you are gonna do it, that you wanna do it? I don't really know what you, what is it, Lord? Maybe it's one thing, maybe it's two things, maybe it's three things that come up. Would you just say, God, I commit those things to you and I commit to find out what your word says about those things so that I can meditate on those things this week. In the name of Jesus. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.